This is Healthy Homes Podcast, a brief encouragement in your week to prioritize the relationships in your home. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Healthy Homes Podcast. I'm Pastor Luke, Pastor of Family Discipleship at Lakewood Park Ministries. Healthy Homes Podcast is a short, weekly encouragement to invest in all those under your roof with biblical truth and practical tips. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of family meals, sitting around a table together, investing in one another. Eating meals together is something that a lot of homes have gotten away from, and it's super easy to do that. It's easy to turn on the TV and to watch something while you eat side by side. But every time we say yes to turning on the TV, we're saying no to something else. We're saying no to looking at each other in the eyes, sitting face to face, asking about days, telling stories. Um, And that's really important. Uh, So much so that University of Florida has put out some research that says that busy schedules of both parents and children have made it really hard to have family dinners. But research suggests that having dinner together as a family at least four times a week has positive effects on child development. Family dinners have been linked to a lower risk of obesity, substance abuse, eating disorders, and an increased chance of graduating from high school. That's secular research, not even coming from a biblical perspective, and it seems to be compelling that there is something that is objectively discernible about the benefits of kids who eat dinner at least four times a week around the table with their family. Justin Early, in his book, The Common Rule, uh, this is what he has to say. I'd like to read a little excerpt from his book about sitting around a table and eating a meal together. He says, regardless of whether you live in a house with family, with friends, or alone, your household is not just a place where you spend a lot of your time. It's a place of formation. For that reason, generations of Christians have described the household as a school of love. The point of that phrase is to emphasize that most of the intangible things that make life worth living are learned at home or not. The household is where we're first introduced to what it means that the fundamental goal of life is to love each other, and the table is a centerpiece of this formation. Think through all the ways the values of love are communicated over food. We serve each other. We clean up after each other. We take turns. We share. We fight and forgive. We praise and compliment. We express gratitude. We tell stories ask questions, we listen, we hear, and we pray for each other. The norms of our table signal the norms of our community. Now that's compelling. Around the table is where we train each other, and especially our kids, to learn how to love the people around them, to listen to them, to invest in them, to care about them, to hear about the ups and the downs of their day. That is important formation that we miss out on when we give ourselves to just more screen time while we eat our food. Now, let me be honest and transparent. Because there can be an opportunity to just feel guilt and shame because it's just maybe your, your family has just gotten into that rhythm of just eating around a screen. I totally get that. And we, and we do turn on movies and TV at times when we're just exhausted and, or sometimes we just want to break and we want to do something a little funner and it is easy to just turn on a screen. Look, I, I get that. 
And I also know that at the end of the day, you feel tired, you're exhausted, and sitting around the table means investment, and investment means effort, and that's that's hard. It's honestly hard when we're so tired. But I'm going to tell you that I think it is so important for us to see all of the benefits that come from a family meal and to see that investment as worth all of the effort. It is worth it to press on in the battle to sit around a table. Um, It's worth it for our homes. So let me go through maybe a couple practical tips that might be helpful in considering how you can begin to implement uh, family meals in a better way or maybe a a more productive way. And the first thing that I would say is uh, just take a step. If you've been eating meals in front of a screen seven nights a week, well, then maybe say, uh, we're going to aim for three meals around the table this week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, if maybe you sit in front of a screen five days a week and you say, you know what, we want to switch that. Rather than sit being in front of a screen five days a week, we want to be around the table five days a week. Recognize where your family is at, the precedent that you have set within your home, and just ask the question, what is a reasonable step in the direction to reclaiming family meals. Again, this isn't about guilt. This isn't about shame. This is just saying we, we see that this is important, and so we want to take a step in this direction. Uh, here's a, an, another thing for you. Give assignments to various members of the family so that everyone can contribute. This doesn't all need to fall on mom's shoulders. Dad, I know you worked hard. But there's still more work to be done, okay? And so help out, help out, help wrangle the kids and help manage the kids and oversee them completing their tasks. Have your kids set the table, have them pour drinks, have them ask questions about what else can be done, have them bring something from the oven over to the table. Uh, There's a variety of tasks that that you can create and and list out and assign to one another so that this can be a family effort. And it it is a bonding thing when the family serves together, when everybody invests in this meal and this table time coming to fruition. Um, And that kind of leads into the next tip here. Make sure that you see the table as an opportunity to teach manners. Manners is kind of a dying art these days, and it's important that we that we reclaim manners and love and kindness and generosity and all of those good virtues um, that are that are exemplified in Scripture and in a life of love, and which makes us to just be better human beings as God designed us to be. So, so teach your kids how to say please and thank you. Don't let, don't let them get away without doing it. Um, if you have older kids who have phones. Teach them that it is not good manners to have their phones out at the dinner table. Say, no technology. And there's a lot of reasons why that, that why that's important. But teach them that this is a way to love the people around them by seeing them and giving them your undivided attention. Uh, teach how to listen well. Um, how to not cut each other each other off when you're talking. Um, it, I've got two boys that love to talk at the same time. And it seems like a daily battle for my wife and I to say, Caleb, Joshua was talking. You need to wait until it's your turn. 
and make sure you're listening to Joshua while he's talking. Ask him a question, follow up with him before you say what you want to say. And so we teach that and we teach the manners of, of just like I said, listening well and asking questions, active listening, um, hearing what was said and engaging with that, showing that the story that came from someone else is important and valuable because it's coming from them and it's in the context of relationship. Um, teach uh, encouragement and, and compliments. Uh, teach your kids to say, Mom, that was a marvelous dinner. It was so good. Thank you. Thank you for cooking. That's a great thing that I'm sure a lot of moms would love to hear. Uh, how about this? Don't rush through the meal. Um, a lot of times we can feel like we just want to scarf everything down so that we can get back to what, whatever else we wanted to do. But this is something that, that needs to slow down. Don't rush it. Take your time. Relax. Enjoy the meal. And more importantly, enjoy the company. Allow yourself time to sit and linger at the table. Uh, try not to let other events creep into mealtime. Um, there might be an occasion where you do need to get off to something else, and that happens. Uh, but make the, the norm of dinner time be something that, that once you start, it goes as long as it needs to go and as long as it, it can go. Um, because again, it's relational investment. Laugh together. Oh, this is really good. It's so important for us to laugh together. And it's such a, a bonding thing, especially when, when, when teens can laugh with mom and dad, that is going to go a long way. That's really important. And you can begin that even when they're small, when they're little kids. Um, show them how to, how to hear a, a joke and to laugh at it, um, how to enjoy. That's it. We want to cultivate joy because we should, be a, we should be a very glad people as Christians. And so uh, tell good stories. Teach your kids how to tell stories, how to, how to include the details that are important and how to maybe not include every single detail that's not important. This is how you train them to engage in relationships outside of the home, um, how, to, how to be a compelling storyteller and to invest and share. And, um, and, and, and when we share our stories, um, have them share the good things, but also have them share the tough things from their days. Ask them, what was the highlight of your day? How was God good to you today? What was something you learned about him? How did you see him working in your life? And then also say, tell me a story that, about something that was tough today or something that, that, that made you have to work extra hard. And how did you get through it? And uh, what did you learn when you, when you went through this trial? That's really important. That's going to allow your kids and your family uh, to process life and to uh, become a little bit more introspective about some of the things in their day, but not to be isolated about those things in their day. It's going to teach them how to take, take what's going on in life and to bring it into community. So important for the people of God. And then a final tip here, uh, consider implementing family devotions around the dinner table. Sometimes it can just be crazy when you're, when you're in the living room at a different time trying to do family devotions, kids, teens want to look at their phones, uh, my age kids, five and seven, they don't want to sit still around the table. People are chewing and sitting, and that's a prime time for them to also be listening. And so you can read a chapter of the Bible together. Maybe it's right after you're done eating, you, you read it together. Um, but it's just, it's a really great time to read a little bit of the Bible and to spend some time in prayer 
and to eat a good meal to the glory of God as you think about his kindness and generosity to you. So, There's a lot of ways to be creative about your family meals. Uh, There's a lot of resources that you can go to to look for more tips and tricks on on how to um, just really make your your family time around the table productive. Uh, Don't feel guilt and shame. Grace covers all of this. And, And just ask yourself the question, do I believe that the table is powerful and that the table is important for our family formation together? And how can we in our home take one step in a direction of reclaiming the table? I hope this was helpful. We'll continue conversations like these in future episodes. And until that time, God bless.